Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live, coming to you live from the studios of Grace FM in Colorado. You guys in Colorado, welcome. Uh, Wyoming, Colorado, uh, listening online, live, using the Grace FM app, or even online at gracefm.com. We're glad that you're here. This is a fresh new program coming to you live from Aurora, Colorado. That's A-U-R-O-R-A. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church here in Aurora. And we welcome everyone else listening around the country on different radio stations, uh, the Hope FM Network, the Truth FM Network, uh, many LP FMs in various places. Welcome. I know that we have listeners around the world uh, listening on the app, so welcome everyone. And today is a brand new day, and we're grateful to be here. I appreciate your prayers as I was away this last weekend. Uh, I was in Amarillo, Texas, filling in uh, for a good friend of mine, Pastor Bill Gem. Uh, Bill grew up here in Aurora for most of his life, uh, many years of his life, and ended up being called out to Amarillo, Texas. And he has been pastoring there now for many years. I want to say at least 30 years, um, but I can't say definitively. And so I, I was out there doing a men's conference, and then I shared at their weekend or their Sunday services. What a, what a phenomenal uh, church that's there, and people in Texas are very kind and cordial and such a deep hospitality there. And thanks for praying. In our church, we had a guest uh, here whenever I'm away. Um, either one of the guys that's on our team uh, fills in or we bring a guest. And a real favorite guest of our church is a young man by the name of Dominic Denger. He pastors a church in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And I haven't heard the message yet. I plan on listening to it this week. Uh, and I just know that the Lord used him. I saw some pictures, heard some great feedback, and uh, I'm back. So we're taking your calls and questions today. 303-690-3000 is the number. always want to remind you that Grace FM is a listener-supported radio station, so I always want to encourage you, please support the ministry here. No gift is, uh, it, there is no gift that is too small or even too large uh, that you would give as unto the Lord. Grace FM is a non-profit radio station. What that means is it is 501c3 um, certified it's because it's a ministry of our church, and that means all your gifts are tax deductible. And why give finances to uh, the government when you can support Christian radio and get the gospel out? So please go to our website, gracefm.com, or directly on our app, 
Uh, we have streamlined the giving module. It is super duper easy now, uh, easier than ever before. Put in a recurring gift. Maybe you want to give monthly. Uh, we will use it for the glory of God. We will use it to support. Uh, and, and be sure to consider and preferably consider those businesses that uh, support the, the radio station. They uh, are identified by what we put on the air called donor acknowledgments. And so those are donor appreciation acknowledgments. We're not commercial stations, so we, we don't have commercials. But we will let you know the business, what they do, and how to get a hold of them. So when you hear one of those, please connect with them. But your personal donations are what keep the fuel of the station going. So please go to gracefm.com and donate. Donate today. Put a monthly thing in and let the Lord use that. Remember, your tithe goes to your church, but the offering uh, can help support Christian radio. And and so I'd encourage you to do that. Gracefm.com. Go to your app store. Download the app. It's all there as well. You can donate there. And all that you do alongside of us, you'll share in the fruit of this radio station. And of course, if you are listening uh, on another station, we're asking you to support local Christian uh, radio. We're not. If you're in another state listening to this on another Christian radio station, support that station specifically. Would you please? Um, but for those of you, Grace FM, do it. Let's do it. Let's partner together. 303-690-3000 is the number. I'm going to go, as we're waiting for the phone lines to fill, I know they're coming in. I'm going to go to a text question. How does one decide to move from, from or leave a church and find another one? <clears throat> well, I have a biblical belief that God is the one that releases us from a church. Let me, as a pastor, I've seen it all. I've seen people uh, say, well, you know, I'll, let me just speak personally for the last 20 years here in Colorado. I've had people say, I don't like you, I don't like your teaching, I don't like your jokes, I don't like the parking situation, I don't like your children's ministry, I don't like the music, I don't like the cross, I don't like that you took the cross on. I, I mean, I could give you a thousand different reasons, and none of them are really good. Uh, because if God puts you in a church, a local church, then you should stay there until God tells you to go. That's my fundamental, basic, biblical belief that this idea of our consumerism where we can just choose and I don't like this and I don't like that is counter, it's counterintuitive, I would say, to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The whole, our whole, so the idea of comfort and ease are not primary reasons or even valid secondary reasons. Well, I don't like your teaching. What do you mean? You, what do you mean? Like, and that, that doesn't even have to apply to me. What, you know, there's a lot of great churches in town. Like you're looking at your pastor. I don't like your teaching. Well, what does that mean? Is he teaching the Bible? Uh, is he teaching you how to live it out in your life? Um, then how can that be a valid criteria? Um, now, all the style things, all the preference things are things you really need to pray through. There are some things, though, I think would be very um, important. Like, for example, if you're in a church and they're teaching false doctrine, it's time for you to leave. If you're in a church and the leadership is corrupt 
and in sin and stealing your money, uh, you probably should leave. Uh, if your church doesn't teach the Bible, <laughs> you should leave. Uh, if they approve of sin, you should leave. Uh, but I think it'd be better if you called me so that we could talk about what you're going through so that I can process specifically what you are wrestling with. Because I think the question presupposes that you're already thinking about it. So maybe you have good reasons. Maybe there are valid biblical reasons um, that are there. But this, I think the consumer mindset we need to be super careful of. Like, um, we, 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 we don't want to approach the church like we approach McDonald's and get mad when they forget to take off our pickles or something. And, oh, I can't believe this. Um, but rather we come not what the church can do for me, but what I can do in the body of Christ, not just the local church, but the body of Christ. 303-690-3000. Lines are wide open. 303-690-3000. That number will get you on the air. Uh, That will put you right on the air here. And again, it'll be live on the Grace FM radio network. And then you guys listening somewhere else, you are hearing it one week later. Uh, it and so, but you can call during the show because we're here. So you can call during the show, and we're here. We'll take your calls. You will we'll talk live, but you won't hear it on the radio until a week later, which is actually kind of cool because you can listen to it a week later uh, on the air and listen to it live while you are, um, you know, while you're on the air. So. Um, while you're on the phone with me. So let's go right to the phone lines. Barbara's in Denver, Colorado. Barbara, welcome to the program. Thank you, my call. You're welcome. Yes. Um, I'm asking for prayer for my my great-grandson. He's in California, outside of Sacramento, and he is being rushed by ambulance to UC Davis Children's Hospital. I just got the message a half hour ago. And my daughter lives out there. None of the family is there except she does have a couple of adult children, but her, um, myself, her mother and father and her siblings all live here in Colorado and we can't be there with her. And I just ask that Jesus put his hand on whatever the doctors need to do for him and put his hand on my daughter's heart. She is a very firm believer in Jesus. And, and practices, um, you know, the faith faithfully. So okay. I just ask for that prayer. What's your grandson's name? His name is James Z. Okay. Father, we pray for little James Z as he faces uh, a, yes, uh, an emergency trip to the hospital and yes. how yes. you have caught this appendix situation. You've caught everything on the inside. You know, it's hard sometimes to know what's going on on the inside until something happens. And so thank you for revealing this. Thank you for getting him on the way to the hospital. Now we pray according to your will that he will be taken care of and that the doctors will do what they need to do, that no infection would spread and that you would strengthen the family as they're separated, but hopeful and praying and digging in Lord to uh, a deeper relationship with you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303 690 is the number 
I'm going to go to a text question. Uh, uh, let's see here. Do you think a legal separation is a chance to save your marriage before divorce? Uh, possibly. And as a Christian, do you see legal separation as the same as divorce? No. The Bible does speak of separation, uh, and and it gives criteria for separation. So obviously you guys are at some serious uh, issue, you know, you're at some serious crossroads in your life, and being together doesn't seem like an option. And so quite uh, literally the Bible speaks of, of separating for a time, and here are the criteria. You ready? The, the, the criteria according to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So let's just speak to that for a second because that is referring to sexual intimacy in a marriage and we're not to deprive one another of sexual intimacy uh, except for a little bit. So there's that separation of sexual relations. And really, the, the New Living Translation pulls it out. It says, do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. And afterward, uh, you should come together so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I give it as a concession, not as a command, the Bible says. So there is a need for separation. Sometimes that's even needed to have separation physically, like not to live in the same home because you're arguing and such. And you had already said in your text that there's not physical abuse. And of course, if there's any physical abuse at all, you are none, under no obligation whatsoever, biblically or otherwise, to submit to physical abuse. Uh, and and so to get in a place of safety is a very wise and immediate decision to be made. But I would say before you do this, um, a radio station, you know, a call-in show can't really deal with exactly what you're going through. So I do think you should sit down and speak with a pastor first. That you should talk things through biblically with the Bible open, and and see if the Lord might lead you into uh, an understanding of what the next steps should should take. So I would stay away from the court system as much as I can. Because once those things are filed, they're permanent. And, you know, maybe you can work things out. Again, a radio show isn't the proper form for that. But there is a need for sometimes separating, yes. And that's possible without divorce, yes. Separating is not divorce. Uh, divorce is pretty clear, uh, the definition. So it, it it's something that you're thinking about and... You should probably get some strong counsel from a church that you're submitted to the elders and leadership there uh, so they can help you. Okay? 303-690-3000. Maynard in Keensburg, Colorado. Welcome to the program. <clears throat> Maynard, you're on the air. All right. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I just want to thank you first for the kindly words about all the Texas people and their hospitality. Yes, being a Texan myself, I uh, I appreciate that, and uh, people ah. that know me would say that about myself. So, I appreciate that. Awesome! It, I I was I'm very impressed. I I was, I mean, I, I think that uh, I've been I've been around. There's been hospitality all around the country, so it's not like, it, but it's different in Texas. 
just like it's well, different in New Jersey. You know, that's right. It was a great trip. It is different. My question, uh, Pastor, is this. In uh, the Gospel of John, in the first chapter, uh, towards the end of the chapter, he's, Jesus is gathering up his disciples, and he um, gathers Nathaniel to the crowd, or, you know, picks out Nathaniel. And he tells Nathaniel, I've seen you under the fig tree, and yes. you believe because of this. But then he goes on to say, you will see greater things than these. You will see angels ascending and descending upon the Lord Jesus Christ, or something I'm paraphrasing because I don't yeah, have I it right have it in front up. of me. Uh-huh. And is that past, present, or future that Nathaniel will see that? Because I, you don't hear nothing more about Nathaniel. I cannot think of anything anywhere else that he's even mentioned. So it's definitely future from the time that it was shared. Uh, we know that. <clears throat> it's in verse 51. He says, I tell you the truth, you will all, so it's a reference to everyone standing there, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Now, you know that that's a reference going backwards uh, to the vision that Jacob was given, um, that the wrestling and the idea of a stairway, um, that bridge between heaven and earth, so that he gives an, an Old Testament reference of the reality of his presence in his life. Let me, um, let me go over to uh, John 143, 151 is where it's at. Um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, he talks about um, a reference back to Genesis chapter 28, uh, and although we don't have the example of this happening, um, it doesn't mean it didn't happen, or it doesn't mean that they haven't that they didn't experience some supernatural, um, amazing um, viewpoint of of the of the supernatural in the life of Jesus. Um, but yeah, he's given them like it, this is. You think this? It's basically he's saying you think this is amazing. You haven't seen anything yet. Yes, sir. I just I was just you know you don't hear nothing more about Nathaniel, and you always kind of wonder. He's only talking to like three or four apostles at the at that period of time, and maybe I just missed it. And there's a reference to the apostles seeing that. And the closest thing that I can relate to is the transfiguration on the mount. You know, and yeah, he but, definitely the transfiguration was there. Um, you know, I think that. Um, so I would think that to, it's a, a prophecy, but I was just wondering what your take was on it. Well, I looked up my notes here, and one of the things I shared back then was a, a possibility. Could it be, uh, and I threw this out just to think through it, the, the text doesn't say, but I threw this out as an option. Could it be that while he was under the fig tree by himself, that he happened to be studying through Genesis 28? And that he was reading about the story of Jacob in the wilderness. And Jesus meets him and not only reveals himself to him, but gives him a, con- gives him a word that would only matter to him. Um, and that there would be a, a sense of him ministering to him. Not, not only did he see you, not only did I see you, 
Um, but I know what you're going, I know what you're reading. I know what's on your heart. I know that you're wondering about the distance between heaven and earth and well, who's going to bridge it and what happened to Jay. You know, it could be just right. how many times God will meet us where we are. But again, the text doesn't finish it. And I'm always reminded too, that, uh, at the end of John, you know, this is the beginning of John, but at the end of John, it says, Hey, many other things Jesus did and said, but weren't recorded for us. Uh, because if they were, we wouldn't have enough books to contain them. All. Books to cover it all. Yes, sir. No, I was just wondering about your take on that, and yep. I appreciate what you uh, your insight. And uh, it, it it's funny because you told some young believer a couple weeks ago to start in the Book of John, and uh, as far as what gospel and where to start when you reading. So I was like, well. Maybe I'll just look at John, re-look re at John uh, after your comments. And so yes. last night I started reading it again, and that caught my eye as something I never noticed. You know, the, if you keep on reading it and reading it, you keep on catching new stuff all the time. So thank How you exciting. for your time, and I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. God bless you, my brother. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, let's see here. David in Philadelphia. David, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I've been worse. Somewhere in the middle is not bad. God's good. Okay. You know? What can I do for you, my friend? I called for a couple of prayer requests. Um, okay. Um, I have a sister who, uh, as far as I know, pretty much anti-Christianity. Anti, uh, she's okay. not saying I don't think. Um, and uh, she needs a kidney transplant. And, of course, I, I, I want her to get the transplant, but I, I'd like to get her saved, too. Uh, okay. More important, What's her name? Salvation. Her, name her name's um, Marilee. Okay. And I, I was in a bad car accident some months back. And... Uh, Seems I haven't been healing up real well. Uh, seems like I've gotten worse. Uh, I had some uh, medical issues that I don't think were addressed properly, um, and I'm just—it uh, seems like I'm deteriorating. And it's, you know, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but uh, it gets tough. You know, um, I know God's with me. He wouldn't have brought yes. me this far. It was a terrible accident. Uh, I, I know. I, that he saved me, you know, didn't let me perish. But um, I don't understand uh, the pain and, and that I'm going through on a daily basis. Uh, and I'm trying to, to work through it and, and, and stay optimistic. But it's getting tougher, you know. Um, and I go That's to a good church, brother. and I have friends in the Lord, but it's just getting really rough. Okay, well, let's pray as we come up on the end of the first half here. Father, I pray for my brother as he has wrestling with a lot of different medical issues and maybe even some mistakes made. Um, but, God, I know that you are um, you're faithful, that even in the weakness of our bodies, God, you're faithful to meet us where we are, to encourage us, to strengthen us, and even to heal us, should that be your purposes, that would bring you the greater glory and and here's a man that not only cares for himself, but before he even prays for himself, he prays and asks for out his sister. And so we pray for this woman, Mary Lee, that she would come to a saving knowledge in you, 
that she would recognize her, your great love for her, your great love for her, and the great sacrifice that you've made on her behalf. And so I know that you hear our prayers, God, and you answer them according to your will. And so we're asking God that you would, you would answer these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Amen. All Thank right, you, brother. You take care. All God right. Pray for your ministry. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're taking your calls and your questions, and uh, we've got an open line. We've got actually a couple open lines. I'm going to, I'm going to see. Let's see what the time frame is here. Um, let's just go to. Let's go to Wes. Um, we've got some time, Wes. Uh, Wes is calling from Greeley, Colorado. Wes, welcome to the program. Uh, how do you do, Pastor? And peace be with you and your family. I received that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have a, uh, a problem. I'm uh, I'm an isolated type person. Okay. Uh, I do believe in Christ. He is my Savior. But I'm going through a real spiritual battle with the isolation. Uh, seems like it's that I want to go to church, I want to pray, I want to read my Bible, but it's like uh, the mind just kind of gets wiped out, and I'm finding myself isolating to the point where I don't even like going out anywhere except to work. And I really need to have a prayer that God will come into will take a look at me and heal me from my from you know what is going on because he is the great physician and there's nothing he can't he can't heal yeah isolation is um sometimes a choice that is made by a person that the bible says it's not wise i'm sure you know that uh, oh yeah you've seen the you've seen the effects of it i think sometimes we think you know if if we just stay by ourselves, then things will get better. But actually, it, it, it's actually the opposite. Um, in Proverbs 18, verse 1, it says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire, and he rages against all wise judgment. And and yet, you know, through pain and circumstances and things, we, we withdraw. And I think even making a phone call like this is helping you to step out of that and step into the reality of how important you are to the body of Christ and how important the body of Christ is to you. And so let me pray for you as we come up on the break here. Um, Father, I pray for my friend in Greeley um, that you would be with Wes, Lord, and the things that he is wrestling with, the things that are in his mind. God, things that he didn't even share because they're just between you and him. Uh, the secrets of his own heart before you, Lord, they're not hidden from you. He's not hidden from you. And even if he was to pull away from every human being, he can never pull away from you. I think of the psalmist where he was crying out, you know, where can I go from your presence, O Lord? And there was just nowhere that we could possibly go, God, to get away from your abiding presence in us. So I pray, God, that you would minister to my friend, encourage him, um, even as he starts to feel like he doesn't want to deal with anybody, he doesn't even want to go out, doesn't want to go near anyone, that you would not only remove that feeling from him, but cut the edge, Lord, of the pain and the hurt that he's going through. Um, and we present that to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. All right. Stay in touch with us, okay, Wes? I'll try. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Sure thing. All right. Bye -bye. We're coming up on the 
end of the first half of today's program. That means there's open lines, 303-690-3000. We also have a text line. I haven't mentioned it, but we do have a text line. It's dedicated for texting only. Please do not text unsafely. Like, don't drive and text. Be in a safe place. Put these numbers in your phone book so you can always use them. Here's the text number, 720-336-0897. And... We'll be right back here in just a few as Calvary Live continues. We're coming to you right from the studios here in Aurora, Colorado. What is it today? It's in the 70s today, but it was snowing last week. Colorado weather is unbelievably unpredictable, and it's supposed to be cold in a couple days too. Uh, But we'll take it. Praise God. Thanks for the weather. Teaches us about seasons. And it's been a good illustration for me. So we'll be right back. This is Calvary Live, originating from Grace FM, Aurora, Colorado. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to today's edition, second half of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and questions right here. I've had a great first half, full show, and the way to get on the air is to call me. We have a dedicated phone line, 303-690-3000, dedicated texting line, if you're in a safe place, 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. A couple things before we get back to the phone calls. First of all, we're back in the book of Daniel in our midweek Bible study. We've got an update from our Brazil mission team. Uh, we want to present to you an uh, opportunity to support Kyle and Krista, get on their mailing list. They're doing an amazing job in Belen, Brazil. And we had a team uh, return. Pastor Jason was the leader of that team. And they're going to be giving us uh, insight on what the trip was, showing us some pictures and such. So uh, come on out. We'll pray together. We take communion together. We worship, sing together, study the Bible together. And uh, that's tonight at Calvary Church. Calvary Church is on Hampton, one block east of Tower Road. And more information is on our website, calvaryco, calvaryco.church, calvaryco.church. And we'd love to have you come out, welcome you, and let's worship Jesus together. Then we want to remind you that Grace FM is a listener-supported ministry, so we're asking you to support us financially. We're asking you to give financially to the ministry here. Go to gracefm.com, hit the Donate button or the Donate tab, whatever it is, uh, and set up a recurring gift. Every dollar matters because uh, we have ongoing uh, bills, ongoing Uh, electric bills, and on and on that goes, and every bit counts. So set up a regular giving. Uh, You know, we're not like some of the other stations that have these praise-a-thons and ringing bells, and uh, we just don't do that, but we do ask, and we will ask. And I know that God, through asking, he says you don't have because you don't ask. So we're asking you, please join us, partner with us, become a Grace FM partner. Uh, You can do that on the app, or you can do that on on our website, gracefm.com. And just make sure it's the Denver station. Uh, and 
you can join us and partner together. The Lord will use your resources to further the kingdom. Believe me, he is and he does. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We're going to go back to the phone lines. <clears throat> it looks like Deb from Louisville is calling in. Deb, uh, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much, Pastor Ed. You're I welcome. just wanted to ask a prayer for a friend of mine who's in New York right now getting tested. Um, okay. And I, we've not heard back from her, and we're deeply concerned for her and her family. And I just wanted to lift her up for, um, she's a believer, um, but just that the Lord would really heal her. Um, I know okay. she went in for some suspect things, and I know and no more than that. Well, Father, we lift up this sister to you as she, it, we can't get a hold of her. And, uh, of course, you know, the, you know everything that's going on. But thank, thank, I want to be grateful to you, Lord, and express a thanksgiving for friends like Deb that care. And even though she's all the way over in Louisville, Colorado, God, her heart is in New York. And that's one of the things I love about the gift that you've given to us in prayer, that we can literally be anywhere in the world. A minute, the millisecond we begin to call upon the name of the Lord. So we pray for Deb's friend, and we hope, uh, God, hope in the depth of who you are that she's safe and okay, and we'll hear from her quickly in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Let us know what happens, okay? All right. Vanessa is on line one. Vanessa, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I have a quick question. Um, I have a. I'm having a hard time with completely loving God. I know I love God, and I know I'm happy. Um, you okay. know, doing His work and following Him, and I know that's what I. That's what I want for my life. But um, I'm having. You know, I read the Bible, and sometimes I don't understand certain things. And I know we're not supposed to. You know, understand everything, but. All right. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't love God like I'm supposed to, like He deserves, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So then, let's that my so my. That, I'm glad that you clarified a little bit because I would say, when when someone tells me that they have a hard time loving God completely, what is your definition of completely? Hmm. <laughs> well, I guess I don't. I don't. I would say I don't feel it, but I know not to rely on my okay. feelings. I guess I don't right. know what I mean. Maybe that's okay. No, but let's talk about this because maybe you maybe you have a deeper love relationship with God than you realize, and it could just mean that you need to think things through a little bit. Do you do you do you go to work? Do you have a job? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What time do you start in the morning? At seven thirty. Okay, so when you clock in or you arrive at 7.30, would you say that you're completely at work? Um, yes. Uh, are you partially at work? I mean, I guess you could. You could you could surf the Internet. You could look at Instagram. Like, you could do things that would not put you at work, but you don't sound like that kind of person. You sound like if you're supposed to be there at 7.30, you're going to be there at 7.30. So you would say... Like what? What would it feel like if you said, or what would it sound like if you said, you know, Ed, I'm having a hard time going to work completely. And I'm like, well, do you show up? And then you start to analyze your thoughts and feelings, right? And you're like, okay, I'm there, but I'm not there. And 
maybe what you're trying to describe, because I also heard as you describe, maybe you were raised in a religion that used a lot of guilt and manipulation in your life. And yeah. you never really, you never really felt like you measured up. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with my parents, and I don't have a good relationship with them, so I feel like maybe I don't always measure up. So maybe. Right. So the good news is, the good news is, is that in what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross, you completely measure up in the eyes of God. He sees you. you in Christ. Now, let me ask you another question. Do you wear glasses at all? I'm supposed to be, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wear glasses. I've had to wear glasses for close, almost 25 years, I think, something like that. And when my glasses are on, I see everything through my glasses. That's the way it should be. If I look to the left, then I see it in my glasses. If I look to the right, I see through my glasses. And and you it, do you understand? Do you like when you put your glasses on? You realize that everything you see is through those glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when God looks at us, it's almost like it's not the same, but it's almost like He has glasses on, and the glasses that He sees us on through is the finished work of Jesus Christ. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't see our failures. He doesn't see our weaknesses. He doesn't see. Uh, our, our stumblings. I mean, I don't mean he, he doesn't recognize them, but when he looks at us, he's like, no, you are my daughter, and your desire to follow me is exactly where you're supposed to be. And you, yes, you failed today, sister, but you came to me. And yes, you are struggling in your emotions today, but you're my daughter. You know, you're my daughter. Like, I have kids. I have three kids. One is in heaven now. And it doesn't matter what they've done. They'll always be my kids, period. They will always be my kids. I will love them as my children. They might break my heart or someone they marry might break my heart, but they're my kids. They're my kids, my kids, my kids. And I will never see them as anything else other than my kids. And that's how God sees you. He loves you as his daughter. Oh, thank you for that. I... I need to remember that more often. And and I want to help you because I think learning a doctrine, learning a uh, learning a truth of the Bible will really help you, and that is helping you understand the grace of God. That's an important biblical truth that when you begin to understand the grace of God, you don't feel like this as often like you will you you will realize that it's even when you do good you know like let's say today you did good like today you call the radio station and you hang up you go oh i feel so much better because i called and asked a bible question tomorrow you get pulled over and you get a ticket and you're like oh i feel so bad because i'm a speeder like you you won't live that way because you're gonna have your mind focused on what god has done for you not what you do for god Yes, and I feel like I'm I'm that person. I mess up right away. I beat myself up about it. Yeah. And yeah, it's exactly how my life is. <laughs> well, let me so this is what I want you to do. I want you to email me and I will give you a couple links to books that will help you on this topic. And Okay. If you and one of them is from our pastor Chuck Smith. Uh he he really 
really does a great job of giving a beginning understanding of the grace of God. And I'll give you a couple of links um, to, to books on grace. And I think as you begin to grow in your understanding of grace, you'll begin to realize that it's all that what God has done. And it's not, it's not your behavior. It's not your performance. It's God's finished performance for you. Okay, yes, thank you so much. I will email uh, I will email you. I think I've emailed you before about other resources. Okay. Okay, so good. I definitely have it down. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. And okay, I look forward to seeing it, Vanessa. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, okay, bye-bye. It's true. You know, I think any parent, any grandparent would know that when they look at their kids and their grandkids, like, that's their kids. And... Uh, and sometimes kids bring a lot of pain into life. Sometimes people that they marry and their in-laws bring a lot of pain into your family. Uh, but it doesn't prevent you from loving. And your kids will always be your kids, will always be your kids. Uh, and no matter the pain that they might bring in or allow in, parents have that, grandparents have that, great-grandparents have that hope against hope against hope for their children and their grandchildren. Praise God that God is greater than that. Even in our best days, God is a million gajillion times better than us in his love for you and love for me. All right. Got an open line, 303-690-3000. Olga calling from Aurora, Colorado. Olga, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. I'm calling you to ask you, my uh, daughter-in-law, ask my son for a divorce. In May, oh, and I'm praying that uh, because I believe what's written in the Bible, what God joins together, the man will not separate. So I'm, I believe it. But today, Father God put in my heart to pray for her salvation because she's Catholic. My son is Christian, and he didn't okay. go back to, to church uh, because of the being married to her. Yeah. But in October last year, he. He went back to church. So now okay. in, in May, when he went through it, he was um, at least sustained by Father God's love. Yes. And well, I just, pray. yes, for her salvation, because I ask, you know, for everything goes smooth. I still believe it. They're not going to happen, but it's in God's hands. But yes. today I just felt like, her salvation is important in this situation. Well, let's pray. Thank Father, you. I ask you to you, uh, bring to a place of surrender and repentance this woman, uh, this daughter-in-law, that the greatest solution to the pain and difficulty and even hardness she's feeling is to surrender her life to you. And we don't know everything that's going on. We don't know both sides, God. We don't have every piece of information. But we do know that when difficulties arise, you are able you are capable. You are willing to turn any situation around in you. And so, God, we just pray for this family. We pray for all that is happening, all that's transpiring, both seen and unseen, that you would have your way with them and that we would have a call maybe next week, maybe tomorrow, maybe uh, later today. There would just be this call of great testimony of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Thank you, You're welcome. Thank you so Stay much. in touch with us, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> a lot of pain. It's interesting I mentioned uh, 
how uh, somebody that your kids marry or even their their parents can bring so much pain into a family. It's true. That's why we do premarital counseling. And even in, through premarital counseling, things can be lost because a lot of times you don't know the true substance of someone until trials take place. And when a trial takes place, then things get revealed. And sometimes what's revealed is is really ugly and painful. And <clears throat> uh, it's something that Marie and I know personally, very ugly and painful and difficult. But the Lord is greater, and He is bigger than pain and sorrow and difficulty. Um, he is the God of hope and strength. And um, when you keep your eyes on Him firmly fixed, you keep your eyes looking up, you can face anything. Hey, Pastor, text question. What do you think of a church consultant who's given the church leadership advice in terms of management? Well, I'm not generally opposed to that. Uh, I'm not an official consultant myself, but I talk to a lot of pastors and give a lot of biblical advice uh, considering how to oversee a church. Um, so I would say, I guess it depends on who the consultant is, um, probably how much money is involved. I think sometimes consultants can charge a lot of money, and do we really need to spend the church's money on that kind of stuff? Uh, the church does need to learn how to be overseen. Now, the world might use the word management, but I mean, I'm not opposed to that word in the generic sense where there are definitely systems and processes to put in place to help oversee the church. Even the early church, even the apostles understood that. Remember when they appointed deacons to take care of the physical needs of the widows that were arguing, and then they would take care of the spiritual things. So there's definitely management. The, the Bible even gives us, in Romans chapter 12, uh, people, men and women, that are gifted with the gift of administration— uh, so that they can oversee those aspects. So if you mean this question in the complete negative, where somebody's coming in and charging you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell people how to manage the church, I'm not into that at all. But if somebody called me and asked me help, how do I oversee this? How do I you know, oversee a budget? How do I put HR processes in place? How do I pay rent. I was talking yesterday about bylaws and articles of incorporation. Like, So there is need for advice, um, but I, I'm, I, I would imagine that this question is probably coming from something where a lot of money is involved and they're turning the church into a business. The church is not a business, even though there are business aspects to it, right? You got to stay straight with the government. Uh, you got to stay straight with the state, with the city. Um, you know, even us opening a little cafe, we had to go through uh, permitting and licensing and sales tax and on and on and on. So I'm not opposed to a church leadership elders getting help, okay? I am opposed to spending multiple thousands of dollars for something you could ask a friend. <laughs> so, um, you know, I do know a worker's worthy of his hire, so there's reasonableness to that. Um, and some, some pastors, you just don't learn stuff in seminary. Um, you just don't. And if you, <laughs> if you didn't go to seminary like me, then you didn't learn anything like that. But I happen to be gifted with the gift of administration. I happen to have a background in business and uh, being in uh, upper level management in a corporation. So God has helped me to think that way. And, and basically my view of administration is we get all the things done on the back end 
so that when the people are on the property, so that when we're at a hospital visit, so that when we're uh, you know, at a home visit, we're ministering to people, that we don't have to worry about the back end, right? 303-690-3000 is the number. John is in Aurora, Colorado. John, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm calling today. I uh, try to get some clarity and some resources, especially direction in the Word, uh, around exercising the spiritual authority as a as a father and as a husband in my home. Okay. It's something I've been very lackadaisical about over the last few years, and I've realized uh-huh. that it's allowed things in my home that I don't that are not of God, and so I want to right. be very diligent about being the overseer of my home, the priest of my home, as the Bible calls me. Yes. Well, let me give you a book recommendation you can start with right away. It's called Married and How to Stay That Way. Okay. Married and How to Stay That Way um, by Steve Carr, C-A-R-R. Okay. And it's a great resource on marriage in general because... What you're asking, what you're asking is, is how do how do I, how do I lead my home? And a lot of times we take a, a mindset and a, uh, we enter into the mode like leadership is is obvious and it's specific. And you know, I've been especially for someone like you as you're describing it, like you know, I've kind of been lackadaisical. The danger is that you overcorrect, uh, and and it becomes. You know, you, you, you go from lackadaisical to overbearing, right? And, and really the way that, the way that we approach this is that we, we, we come and say, well, the husband's responsibility is to have a love relationship with God and then to love his neighbor as himself. And so the key for you as a husband is to learn how to love your wife because to lead your wife is an act of love, to direct your life, to, to wife, to serve your wife to encourage your wife, to wash your wife with the water of the word. And all of these are possible. You're, you're extremely capable of this in, in the Lord. Um, his desire for you to, um, to be the man that he wants you to be. And I would start with this book. It's a phenomenal book. It's, it's kind of written to the marriage, but as you read it as a man, it will blow your mind some of the things you can do right away that your wife... You know, you you don't show up one day from work and say, "Hey, I just called a radio show, and guess what? I'm the leader now." You know, you, you'll you'll find that you can appropriate so many of the principles that Steve. And the reason I love that book is that Steve uh, is a friend of mine, a personal friend of mine. He's been doing this for 40 years, ministering to marriages, and I know that you you here. It's I think the book is 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 written in thirds. So you read the first third and then the rest of the book is kind of be used, can be used like chapters. Like I want to learn how to communicate with my wife better because that's our big issue right now. Or I, I want to learn, my wife doesn't think I love her. So how can I demonstrate love to her? All the answers and more are in a, in that resource. Mm, thank you so very much. And I think sometimes uh, other resources like you need to be this kind of man kind of puts a wrong picture in your mind that, well, I was this kind of man, now I need to be this kind of man. But the reality is, is that if you, if you learn to cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ, he will tell you exactly what to do and how to do it and when to do it. Uh, and 
I know that, you know, let's, uh, you don't have to admit it now, but let's just say you're a very unkind person and you already know that that's kind of been one of your lack or you are a person that has failed to speak up uh, in your marriage and failed to uh, just something simple, like read your Bible with your wife. Um, you could become very overbearing in your response to go, okay, I've been such a horrible husband now. I'm going to, and you think, you know, you're admitting something, and you are. And so we're going to read the Bible every day. Well, you know, they might, she might do that with you for a while, but it's better to take a love approach and you begin to develop that habit of reading the Bible, just you and the Lord, and then invite your wife into. Invite her. You know, instead of authoritarian leadership, we're in a partnership. Marriage is a partnership. And, and, and I just want to encourage you one last thing as we close the show. I was that man. Um, I was you. Um, and probably much worse than you as an unbeliever. I didn't know how to be a man, a, a son, an employee. And I was a horrible, horrible husband. Um, I'm sure much worse than you. I would have never called a radio show like you to say, hey, uh, I don't know how to be a husband. I didn't care. But once God saved me and I began to understand his love for me, how could I not love my wife? And I made a lot of mistakes down the road. I still make them. I've been married 30 years now. I'm still learning how to serve my wife. I'm still learning more about her to be a better. Let me give you an example. You want to, you want to know an example of my failure? I'm a big failure here. Um, my wife, she's super easy to please. And one of the ways I could please her is by cleaning the house and doing the dishes. Like, that's a slam dunk. Like, that is a slam dunk thing. I've known this for years. And the way I like to serve my wife, though, is buying her flowers and giving her gifts. Guess what? My wife doesn't like flowers. She doesn't like them. doesn't mean I don't get them for her, but, like, if I get her flowers, like, she, oh, whatever, you know, put them in a vase. I don't really care. And I'm not offended by that because I know. I should have not wasted my money to begin with because she doesn't like flowers. So instead of washing the dishes, I'll go down and buy her flowers. And I think she knows I love her, but when I put the dishes in, and we have a dishwasher for goodness sake. If I would just develop a new habit of putting dishes in the dishwasher, I would bless my wife every day of her life. And she probably wouldn't say thank you. She probably wouldn't say, oh, Ed, you're the best husband in the world. But that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for her to applaud me or to thank me. I'm doing it because I love her. And there's a big difference. We're not doing, we're not serving our wives to get anything back from them. We're serving them because they're worthy of our love because God loved us first. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. You know, I, I do do the dishes sometimes, but I could be better at it. And I do clean sometimes, but I could be better at it. But Marie also meets me in the middle and... You know, we're learning to grow with one another. We're learning to love one another. But, you know, we get this sense where we just have to be this man. But the man we need to be is in a man that's abiding in Christ, so saturated with his love and grace for me that I can't help but draw my wife and invite her into my spiritual life and, and lead. Leading by love is, is God's will for your life. So then it's almost the wrong question. It should be what resources should I use to get my heart attuned to him more and more where then yes. she wants to follow. Well, I mean, that's probably another question altogether yeah. because yeah. talking about your, your walk with the Lord is very important um, because if that's really where you're at right now, then this book 
will be helpful when it comes to your wife. But like the previous question, maybe it's just learning how to abide and receive the grace of God. Email me, and I'll send you a link, some links of resources. Okay. What's your email? It, you can send it to ed at edtaylor.org, O-R-G. Do not send it to .com because that belongs to a professional Santa Claus. <laughs> it's edtaylor.org. And uh, just send it to ed at edtaylor.org, and I'll remind me of the conversation, and I'll send you some links. Thank you, Pastor Ed. All right, bro. God bless you, man. Good day. Bye-bye. All right, here's the follow-up on the consultant. I'm talking about spending money, organize a fundraising project, and I'm struggling uh, because the church is doing things business-like, and I don't agree with it. But I have lots of friends I serve there. Teaching is not unbiblical, so I don't want to leave. So it's easily been frustrating. Thank you. You know, I, I get where you're standing and and uh, building projects. Um, we're looking at some land in Aurora, and it's astronomically ridiculous. And hiring a company, uh, whatever your threshold is, hiring a company to help with a building project, while I don't think I personally could do it, I don't think it's necessarily sinful either to help people learn how to give. And I also think you can negotiate those fees. I just wouldn't take the first fee that they put on the table. I would encourage the leadership of your church to negotiate them down. Uh, but to, to teach people how to give and to teach people how to support a building project, um, I'm not opposed to that. Um, uh, I know it's different, and I wish we... Uh, but we can't turn the church into a business, so you know, sometimes maybe we, before hiring consultants, we should pray. Who knows? The Lord might provide another way. But um, I get you. I get where you're at. May the Lord bless you in your ministry. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back. Uh, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. But tonight we'll be in Daniel, uh, seven o'clock, Calvary Church, Hampton and Tower. We'll see you there. May the Lord encourage you and bless you this evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.